It's episode 51 of the Catching Up Podcast with Connor and Nick. I am your host, Connor Kaysen. I live here in Seattle, Washington. I run a marketing company called Find Me Media, where I help local businesses develop their digital identity. Every week, I'm joining my co-host, Nick Hughes, who runs a company called Founders Live. Nick is in a, the middle of a year-long travel excursion around the country, around the world, promoting his company, Founders Live, and meeting entrepreneurs all over the United States. This week, we are focused on entrepreneurial mental health. After a little bit of intro about what's going on in our lives and what we're working on and some of the things that we saw this week, we really go more in depth about uh, the eventual crises that could be happening within the entrepreneurial community and how we personally are dealing with managing our mental health and uh, some of the things that we find important because starting companies and running companies and building a business is not an easy task. And we need to uh, talk about these things and be supportive of one another and celebrate some of the smaller things instead of only talking about IPOs. So I hope you enjoy episode 51. Thank you for joining us this week and every week. We appreciate you. Enjoy the show. Good morning, Nick. Happy solstice today. Uh, this is what episode one. How are you doing this morning? Good. Yeah, I'm doing well. Uh, it is the solstice, longest day of the year. Did you even know it was solstice today? I did, man. Yeah, I've been paying attention. And uh, here in Minneapolis, which is actually pretty much the same kind of. Um, I guess uh, latitude, if I understand that correctly. Um, yeah, I think latitude yeah. is the right word. Yeah, it's we're about we're about the same latitude as Seattle. So I noticed this morning, man, it was it was like sun started rising. It got light at about five 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 fifteen. So I was like, geez, it's getting it's it's early, man. Um, but uh, it's cool. It's cool. It's always a good time of the year. And so here in Seattle, we have. Uh, this weekend, the Solstice Festival, which is highlighted by the Naked Bike Ride, right? Where it's it's probably thousands of people take off all their clothes. They meet at, I think, like Ballard High School, and they cover themselves in paint, and they ride their bikes all the way through Ballard, through Fremont, in front of a parade of people. And, uh, wow, this was how many years ago? Five years ago now, Nick? Um that I know I attended it with you because I remember we watched the World Cup in the morning. Yeah. And yeah. then uh, we attended that event, and that was a really long, uh, long, fun, spectacular day. But does <laughs> Minneapolis have anything, you know, special going on this weekend? I don't know. I, I, don't, I don't think they have um, quite that experience. You know? <laughs> but, uh, man, that, the Fremont, uh, that's, it's like a, it's a freaking holiday in Seattle, and that's such a fun it's just fun because, you know, if, if you're around that neighborhood, which I lived around there for a while, like, it's just cool because you walk down there and it's just a whole day of, like, you just hang out, drink if you want, and, like, parade. And, yeah, um, uh, I I don't think I, – I haven't seen – I guess it's Pride Weekend here, so there's there's that going on. But, um, yeah, man, it's, uh, it's just – it is. It's like a, it's a good time, you know, the downside is it's all downhill from here, but you know what? Like it's for about three months. It's, it's a great time, you know, summer wise. Yeah. It's yeah. one of the best times of the year. Uh, yeah. And so Nick, like how, how's your week going? What can you catch yourself well. on? It's going well. Yeah. Just uh, been having um, meetings and stuff. I would say that like, it's, it's interesting as this trip has gone 
some there's some weeks where you just kind of feel like you get into this like groove and or a lull and the lull could be just because like you know so I know less people in the city than in various other cities and so like in terms of socially you know I've had meetings and happy hours but you know, in other cities, I've literally had friends in the city that we go out and, you know, grab drinks or go out and go to things. And so this week was actually a little more just kind of a little bit settled and, um, you know, just kind of in getting into more of a routine and, some, you know, somewhat of a chill, save money, if you will, you know, Cause, yeah. uh, you know, when you have friends that are like, hey, let's go to a game or let's go out, like, it can start to get expensive and um, but I have plans to go to a, a twins game on Tuesday, which I'm excited nice. about. Yeah, that'll be great. Um, yeah, I'll give a shout out to Joel Carbon with Ideal Seat. Um, he's a good friend of mine, and um, there's a woman that's starting to work with them, uh, and she lives here. And basically, we we got connected, and you know, um, we're gonna, you know, if you're not familiar, Ideal Seat um, creates essentially fan intelligence and um, they're really working right now closely with ticket sales organizations like StubHub and providing them a lot more insightful data around the seats and um, fan experiences in the stadium. So they just have a ton of data that they, they sell to StubHub and other ticket ticketing companies that then help people make decisions on where to sit and why and when in the year is there shade or rain or um, where's the best seat in the house. And, um, you know, Joel Carbon, good friend of mine. And um, turns out this, this woman is working with them and he was like, Oh yeah, you guys, you guys need to connect. And so we're going to end up going, we're going to go check out a twins game. And um, I'm excited about that, but um, yeah, it's been, it's been a fun week and um, just uh, meeting some cool people. And uh, I met, you know, the person that's running startup grind here in the twin cities so we got in touch and, you know, he really enjoys, he enjoyed hearing about Founders Live. Um, gotten, I've gotten to know some of the other people that are pretty, they're essentially the Knicks in um, Minneapolis, if you know what I mean. Yep. I know exactly what that means. Yeah. Actually. So you gotta, you gotta like, I mean, in all the cities, you gotta, you gotta get to know these people who are kind of the center of the startup world. So you yeah. get on their good, you know, you, you get on their good side and they understand what's going on and so they can you know, promote you and point people the right direction. I'm, I'm curious, uh, like who would be your, since you're not here, who's that person in Seattle? Like who do you think, or who could be that person? <laughs> oh man. Um, I mean, there, there's a lot of people, obviously there's not just one. Um, but like, you know, you, I think Brett Green and Red, um, you know, they're, those guys running um, New Tech Seattle. They, New Tech yeah. Seattle, yeah they obviously, you know, they've, they've got a lot going on and, and those guys are great. You know, uh, Mike grab from startup grind. Um, you know, you just kind of want to look at those people that are, you know, putting on events that have a lot of people show up at their events. Um, you know, so I don't, you know, I don't want to point out, you know, one individual person and yeah. I'm not trying, I'm not trying to claim that I'm that person. I know a lot of people do talk about that, but, um, you know, we're all just, doing our thing and you know if, if i i think when when you have events that have hundreds of or more people come to your event and you're doing that on a consistent basis you end up being more of one of the nodes in the center yeah yeah that makes sense i mean that's that's the power of networking as well right mm -hmm. if you do it for long enough 
um, the circles kind of start to surround a little bit uh, and mingle. That's really cool. And so did you, you have, you know, what did you accomplish this week or, or not accomplish, should I say? <laughs> um, I would say I accomplished um, getting, well, first of all, um, I'm not sure if you saw that, but I was, dude, it's pretty cool. So there's people that in all, when I travel and when I go in these cities, there's people that I've known for years through Founders Live that I'm now meeting in person. And um, that's been way cool. So um, a guy named Josh Feedy, I was on his podcast on Monday. Um, Josh has, you know, we've known each other for probably a year now through Founders Live. And I remember just, he was like, yeah, I'm in Minneapolis. And I was like, hey, man, some point I'll be there. And so, um, you know, he's at a WeWork here in, um, and that was great just to like, you know, we've chatted a number of times on the phone and um, he helped me really help plan this event uh, that we're having here. And um, so I met with him and I, you know, he kind of impromptu was like, Hey, we're going to jump on the camera and the podcast. And so we had like a, like a really cool half an hour conversation. If you haven't heard that uh, definitely look that up uh, and, you know, listen to it. Great conversation. Um, and then just had a number of meetings with, like I said, the people that are really kind of the centers of the startup world here in Minneapolis and, and, um, really gearing that up towards our event, which is basically in a week or next Thursday. And our numbers are looking really good right now. So, um, there's just a lot of prep work and meetings so that we build towards our event that happens and that's a success. And then that the event, the, the point of the event is to create and get that momentum that continues after I'm gone. So, oh, okay. Um, so yeah. So, you know, um, what I didn't get accomplished, I, there's a couple of deals that I've been working on that are kind of like hanging there, if not getting kicked to a couple of months um, in the future. So I'm not happy about that, but that's business and that's life. So, yeah, some of those micro losses are kind of like the um, key points that happen in our small businesses that we have. Uh, well, I kinda, and, yeah, go ahead. And, and I think like, you know, kind of taking it to some of the, the things that we want to talk about today, dude, you just like, I mean, you know, some of these, so I've, I have a, there's a deal that at some point will probably come together, but I was planning on it closing this month and they got back to me and said, Hey, we need to push back like, you know, a quarter or whatever. And I'm like, come on you know and and so like you have to be able to take you know my, my life is full of a lot of mountains and a lot of great times and you have to take the good times with the bad and or the disappointing times and you know that that really does you know affecting your you know mental health and your stamina and just as an entrepreneur and founder in general like you got to keep things in perspective you know yes. but it's it's easy to like get really frustrated and pissed off when you know a deal does not go your way but i the ideal situation is that's one deal of many that you're working on and or will come through so like one out of you know 20 or 50 is not much but one out of two well now of course you're pissed off and you're frustrated so like you got to have the long view and you actually have to you know have many uh, irons in the fire so that if one doesn't come through, then you have a number of other ones, you know? Yeah. And you, you've always got to be mixing up. You can't really put all your eggs in one basket and be hoping for, you know, that next contract to come through or the next client. You really got to be constantly working on other ones. Yeah. Cause only a percentage 
are actually going to work out for you. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I have a a, a similar – I mean, this month in general has been a lot of learning lessons because, um, you know, over the last five months, I've started to build up uh, a lot of referral business. And uh, I'm still learning about, you know, what exactly – is like my go-to service that I'm offering because like I, I've got a few different clients that do different things and then pricing it the wrong way, right? Because when I'm talking to a client and they're like, hey, I want to do a weekly YouTube show uh, and film and produce that and distribute it and then also chop that up and put it all over social media, I mean, that's a full-time job for a single marketing person. And so, uh, yeah, I've, I've been having some learning lessons about overpricing myself or just not, not getting the right questions answered when we're meeting in person and having the negotiation phase. And it's been interesting uh, kind of when you get the rejection, how that's made me feel. And, and I'm a pr- fairly emotional person and, and I need to get better at taking some of these things. So personally, and just be like, Hey, that's business. Like I lost, let's move on to the next one. And I've been seeing kind of my attitude fluctuate a lot more this month than normal. And so that kind of led me into uh, what I wanted the primary focus of this week to be is just to talk about entrepreneurial mental health, uh, because I think it's super important. I know for probably a year ago, we talked about it on this show, but I think it's very important that we constantly bring up. And, and since the show is called Catching Up, I think you and I kind of use each other as a resource to just uh, balance and maintain. I mean, this meeting is like, one of the most consistent things about my entire week <laughs> yeah. talking with you. And I, I I'm know. sure you're the same. Like I only have two other meetings the entire week that consistently happen every single week. Um, and so, so some stats I was looking up here, there was a recent study done by a university of San Francisco researcher, Michael A. Freeman, and he was studying the psychological effects of entrepreneurship. And I think he was the right person because San Francisco has got the crazy entrepreneurial vibe right now. Uh, through Silicon Valley, I guess they've always had that. And so what he came up with is the entrepreneurs are twice as likely to suffer from depression, six times more likely to suffer from ADHD, three times more likely to suffer from substance abuse, 10 times more likely to suffer from bipolar disorder, twice as likely to have a psychiatric hospitalization, and twice as likely to have suicidal thoughts. And some other researchers have come up and said, actually, those numbers are way higher in their research. And so the stress and the pressure and the constant grind, right, seven days a week, 365 days a year of starting and running your company, especially, uh, I, it's, it's even more so increased by these founders who raise millions of dollars, have all this pressure, not only from all these employees that they hired, but also from these investors to, to get a return. There is no uh, taking days off or, uh, you know, failure is looking at them straight in the face. And that's going to be a, a huge scarlet letter if they fail. And so the pressure is just building on these people. So um, as entrepreneurship right now is kind of having its heyday, like putting entrepreneur on your Instagram account is the cool thing to do. And it seems like everyone is doing it. And so I think with that, with the pressure that comes with being an entrepreneur, we're also going to have to deal with this fallout of uh, just psychological trauma that a lot of people are going to go through because uh, like we know, most businesses fail. And so, Nick, my question for you this week is, um, A, how have you been doing with your mental health? I mean, you're on the road, so you have, like, zero consistency. You really don't even have, like, a home base of people to uh, pick you up if you're having a bad day or kind of rely on, at least in a physical presence. And uh, kind of what are your thoughts about entrepreneurial mental health? 
Yeah, it's a really good question and um, definitely a consideration and a focus that I've had for a long time. And, you know, just to answer your, your first question, dude, this is so weird and counterintuitive, but I do feel that actually this year and being on the road has, has, has helped me and been like actually like a net positive uh, for a few reasons. Number one, like I'm just distracted all the time in good ways and whatever, but like, like I, I was just like, I was on a run this morning, which I'll touch on in a second too. But um, dude, I was just thinking about it. I'm like, God, it's like halfway through the year and it feels so quick. And I have experienced so much in the last six months and, you know, from like being in, you know, Idaho to then sit on beaches in California and then in, you know, um, Utah in national parks, climbing mountains at lakes, camping. Dude, I mean, it's just insane, right? I was, you know, in Austin, Texas for, um, for South by Southwest. I, I made a trip to Vegas and had that whole, you know, friends thing. And just like, dude, my life has been so uh, busy and so full that I think it's been, I, you know, I haven't had any dull times to like get down, you know? And, yeah. and I, and I think like, you know, I'm, I'm hundred percent like focused on, on myself and the company. And, and so that, that's just been really, it's been really good. And so from the, the travel, it's actually been something that I've needed for years, just from, from a lot of stuff. And so that feels good. Um, I think, uh, I think in general, um, the you know mental health look i i do agree that you know when you were listing off those those stats i think one thing i was like oh compared to what you know twice as likely as compared to what like yeah. just the average the average joe that has a job i think I, I think it's like you know you can start to peel away like each person's situation like look dude my perspective is if someone's working at some crappy job for 10 years and they're depressed, well, they're probably gonna have mental issues because they're not experiencing any sort of crazy, cool, awesome, uh, pushing the limits and going and pursuing their own dream. So they're depressed. And then you flip it over and you're like, Oh, entrepreneur that is stressed out and you know, like everything's on their shoulders and can they make payroll and can they pay themselves? And you know, their relationships blowing up and, Oh, they're depressed. So like you can look at it both ways. So yeah, that, that's point. number one. And then number two, um, yes, I think in uh, part of what is such the problem is things are magnified now. Social media is definitely a magnifying glass on people's lives. And the moment you announce I'm starting a company and you start to promote that, well, you have opened yourself up to the public saying, okay, cool. Like, let's see it. And let's see you move forward and be successful. And um, if that doesn't happen, dude, like the story, my story into my first startup, dude, it totally crashed. I was not happy. I definitely dealt with a little bit of depression because I, you know, the moment you tell everyone you're going to be a founder and start something and then it doesn't go that way and you crawl back in your hole, like that's never a good fun experience and feeling. So um yeah, I think, you know, it's tremendous. Like, I think the most important things are, you know, physical activity. Dude, I am running on the road. So I'm actually running more now than I was, I think, in Seattle. 
and that keeps me balanced like energetically and health wise um having conversations like this and having someone to like really identify with and um you know share experiences and and actually talk to other founders that's why founders lives a thing is to meet people and really like just bounce ideas and feelings off of um talking to a therapist i actually talk with one now once a month on the phone but when i was in seattle we met twice a week or twice twice a month um he is what he calls a mindfulness coach and he actually does work with a lot of ceos and executives that are very 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 successful so having a coach and a therapist in your in your corner of the ring is absolutely in like paramount um and then also i think the last thing is just keeping things in perspective and knowing that like the end result of your business does not does not mean you are a quality person or not like that's the big thing is you you are not your business and your business is something but your value as a human does has no correlation to if you make a billion dollars with a sale to facebook or you shut your company down because it's not making any money like that that's what we have to come to terms with that's a great point i love that like that a lot of our ego and kind of uh, our pride get caught up in these businesses we start. I mean, I'm, I'm well deep into that because I think a yeah. lot my business pretty much is, is me. Um, and it's so tied to kind of like my personal brands and that, yeah, when it fails, it's easy to kind of default to this is a person, you know, this is my failure and, and I'm not as good of a person. And I'm curious what's going to come out of, I, I think this is also another opportunity for entrepreneurs to kind of take advantage of is, is what products and services are going to really bloom from this, knowing that there's a need for all people, not just people in our, in the entrepreneurial community, but just people in general to work on their mental health. Um, I saw a stat that uh, when we started kind of creating corporate America and, and jobs were shifting to working in offices and sitting all day, um, kind of moving from the farms to the cities that that's when gyms were invented. Hmm. And so gyms weren't a thing because most people were working outside or they were working in factories, right? They were physically doing work. And then when it all shifted, they realized, Oh, we've got to go and like burn some steam and get some of this physical exhaustion out of us. So gyms were invented. And so now that everything's going into technology and it's kind of a new shift, I'm very curious about, what the big mental health services like it are meditation rooms going to become a thing. Obviously the meditation apps are really big, but I do think there's going to be physical spaces that need to embody this because those physical spaces uh, capture lots of things. Like not only is, could it be a place to go meditate, but that physical community and being around people, I just think is always going to be important. Yeah. And those, those physical communities are always going to continue to thrive. Um, right. Just exactly like Founders Live, right? It can be an online com- community, but the physical communities are really like the cornerstone of the networks. Uh, yeah. Because yeah, people always aspire and or people just want to be close to other people and have that physical connection. And so, yeah, I'm really interested in where this is going to go uh, because yeah, I think there is going to be a lot of struggle coming from this. It already has. There's been a lot of information in the news about it. Uh, we've seen suicides from founders who have failed and yeah, I'm just curious on what's going to happen and, and is it going to become a mainstream thing? Right. Is there going to be like a national day of 
self-awareness or national day of meditation yeah well most likely i hope so and um i think what you know it i think the media really bothers me that you know we celebrate um fundings so much apparently and we you know sell you know they, they they really write about these massive outcomes um which is look let, let's give it it's i mean okay slack just went public right and and that's awesome like the slack story is actually a one that is you know started as something else just an interesting pivot based on what they discovered their usage was and became something that is now worth roughly 20 billion dollars and and that's great um but like it just like you know the celebration of all that so much just the message to all of us founders is if you're not going public and you're not creating billions of dollars then you're a loser and that is that is so far from the fucking truth it just pisses me off and you know i think as we go forward founders live is really part of our message we're here to like help people understand that you know here's a way for life uh, a new way as a you know entrepreneurship and as a business owner and sure if you want to choose a big you know go swing for the fences um but know that know know the results of that positively and negatively but you don't need to do that and we're not necessarily celebrating that we're celebrating creation uh and innovation and independence and um entrepreneurship and dude i think like if we can be successful over time to help them figure out new ways to grow businesses not having to do venture capital or any sort of like binary outcome choice um i think we will that's a really big success and um it just really bothers me when um you know people are just like oh they're so depressed because they haven't created a billion dollar company exactly (laughs) like you kidding me like I mean, I think that that results from doing good, great things every week, every month, every year that is running a business and you're growing. The result is a billion dollar outcome possibly, but to set your sights on, we're going to be a billion dollar company. And, you know, I don't know. It's just like, it's so, I don't, it just, it psychologically is, is warping people. And um, I think, you know, really, really coming back, pulling it back and realizing that um, just be present, be in the moment, add value in the world and keep doing great things. And the possibilities are out there. You know, I love it. I love it. That is a great place to uh, conclude the show, Nick. I appreciate you uh, kind of being more vulnerable and talking about this. I know it's really not that easy to talk about. Um, And I think it's important that more, uh, people with with influence and power kind of continue to speak up and talk about the issues either they're having or uh, solutions that people can reach out to because this is a continual problem that I think just needs to yeah. be reiterated over and over and over again. Thanks, man. Yeah, and, thanks uh, for uh, bring, bringing it up. Yeah, I, I, I'm going to kind of, as we continue the show, just, you know, sprinkle it in or even just, yeah. you know, ask about it, right? Just be like, hey, how are you feeling this week? <laughs> Um, I think Good. it's important. And, and the show, yeah, it's kind of uh, a little bit of that. That's the place it is for me. Just this spot to publicly speak and catch up with you and kind of understand the journey that you're going on. <clears throat> and so to shift notes a little bit, what do you got going on this week or this weekend? 
I'm just hanging out, man. Uh, I'm gonna go go. Um, I'm gonna venture <laughs> out of the city a little bit. Go check out um, what's outside of Minneapolis. Um, there's like kind of it says thunderstorms, but I'm the the weather app or like using your phone in the weather. It doesn't seem to be as accurate as possible. So um, I don't think it's gonna be rainy too much this weekend. So I'm gonna try to get outside. And um, then, yeah, man, just um, got some good stuff next week. Looking forward to our event next week on the 27th. If you're in Seattle, the Seattle event's on the 27th. Um, if you're curious of events in your city, just go to founderslive.com. If you go to our front homepage, you're going to see uh, a number of events coming up this next week. So excited about that. Fantastic. Uh, on a side note, did you take in any of the gold cup that happened in Minneapolis this week? I didn't know, man. Did you even know that happened? I didn't know. Oh, yeah. The U.S. national team uh, played on – maybe that was Monday. Wow, I can't believe that was Monday already um, for the start of the Gold Cup. Oh, well, look, man, like, don't get me started on that. But it, that shows where we're at in, in this whole thing, man. Like, how did I – honestly, I'm just being honest. How did I not know they played here? Secondly, like – I look at the starting lineup and I'm like, I know like who, two who names. are all these people. <laughs> yeah. So we, we need to come back, man. Hopefully in the next, you know, four to eight years, we uh, pull it back together and, and, you know, have some more talent hit this, this country. Yeah. I mean, we're going to have to, if we're hosting the world cup uh, in <laughs> that is now seven years, we yeah. better be ready. Um, but the, the, the real world cup is the women's world cup. Yeah. And, uh, We've got the round of 16 happening on Monday, and uh, I'm stoked for that. I haven't been able to watch uh, as much of it as I would like, and I think I'm going to miss the first half on Monday. But uh, that is the real World Cup, in my opinion, right? Yeah. Yeah, (laughs) Well, enjoy the upcoming week. We are off next week, but uh, we'll catch you guys in two weeks. Thank you for listening. Thank you for all the applause. And uh, if you have any comments, let us know. Nick, enjoy your weekend, and I'll talk to you soon. All right. Peace.